Well, bless the Lord. It's good to see everyone again. Of course, I don't physically see you, but hello. Uh, I'm glad you see me. Uh, we want to have another uh, great, I believe, uh, message from the Lord. Not from me, for sure. And before we start, let's uh, pray over our offering here. Uh, folks have already been giving electronically or mailing in offerings. And it's very important that we honor the Lord with our finances. They represent our lives. And uh, we're giving back to the Lord as an offering our very life worshiping him with our finances. Let's pray here. Father God, we thank you for the giving of the congregation, that Father, they uh, promote the kingdom of God, that they're kingdom minded, that Lord God, uh, your being their uh, provider, Father, is more important than the provision coming in. And Father God, as we give today, we ask your blessing on this offering, Father, that Lord, uh, uh, it would go far in the kingdom. And that, Father God, these fine people would uh, see your covenant blessings manifest in their lives. We thank you for this in Jesus' name as we declare Jesus is Lord over our finances. And we thank you for this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Well, we are in a uh, Sunday sermon series that I am just enjoying to hear uh, called Known by His Name. And uh, it's a series on the redemptive names of Jehovah. And we call them redemptive names because this is a foreshadow of Jesus' earth walk, uh, what, where he buys us all back from bondage and redeems us. So he restores to us everything Adam, uh, the devil stole from Adam. And each of these names are a picture then of how we are bought back in some manner, something we could not provide for ourselves or do for ourselves, yet desperately need. So today I have the honor of speaking on the Lord, your shepherd. So let's just pray. Father God, we thank you today as we uh, have a shepherd. We are not uh, orphans and without care. We have someone caring for us in a way that we could not care for ourselves. And we thank you our shepherd will continue to care for us into eternity. We thank you, Lord God, for our shepherd, the Lord Jesus Christ. We ask you, Lord God, to uh, bless this message in the hearing of all that would hear it, that, Father God, they would take something from here important that would, they would hold very dear to their hearts all are their days. And we thank you for this in Jesus' name. Amen. So the Lord, your shepherd, on your fill-in-the-blank there, uh, in Hebrew, this is called Jehovah Reah. R-A-A-H. Now, some do spell that R-O-H-I, uh, Roy. But uh, Reah is probably one of the more common ways to spell the Lord my shepherd. And it comes from Psalm 23, verse 1. I'm reading out of the King James. Uh, New King James, I'm sorry. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And that's our memory verse for this scripture. I gave you an easy one, right? The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Now, one translation as a paraphrase puts it, I like this. The Lord is my shepherd. I have everything I need. And that's the picture here. In Christ, there aren't wants. The, ah, Jesus missed this one. Oh, Jesus missed that one. Oh, how am I, I going to get that? No, it's everything. I have no wants in him. I have everything I need as he is the shepherd of my soul. Um, so why is this a redemptive name of Jehovah God? Jesus is Jehovah God. Why, why is Jesus revealing himself this way? Your second fill in the blank here uh, is shepherding speaks of caring for sheep. And Jesus redeems us from being fatherless. 
in Christ, the Almighty God is now my Father God. These are strong elements we cannot let go of in our Christian walk, that I am no longer fatherless. I am no longer an orphan. I am now in the family of God. He's now part of my family. Uh, Almighty God of the universe, I call Daddy. He's Father God, Abba Father. Isn't that an amazing thought? Because of Jesus, the almightiness of God is my Father God. So if ever I say the name of God in prayer, I never say the name of God. It's always Father God. And of course, Scripture tells us to address Father God in the name of Jesus. And uh, that's so foundationally important that we don't lose sight of that. I am not fatherless. We have a tremendous spirit of fatherlessness in America. And a lot of people come to the body of Christ where they, with, with what's called an orphan spirit, a fatherless spirit, and are, and are uh, restless inside, uh, feel alone, forgotten, uh, neglected. We now have a Father God that has received me because of Jesus. Never lose uh, sight of that. He's Father God to me. And uh, Adam here, his sin has left mankind an orphan. Uh, without Jesus offering to be my shepherd, I would have no hope. So look what's written here in the scriptures. Uh, we'll look at a few of them here. Isaiah 53, verse 6. We all, like sheep, have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. The Lord has laid on him the iniquity of all of us. Iniquity speaks of the depth of sin. How about that? Isaiah chapter 50, verse 6, the first part of the verse. Uh, my people have been lost sheep. Their shepherds have led them astray. Wow. The rabbis and scribes of Israel have led them astray with religion, not relationship. And unfortunately, in uh, the American church today, across America, not all that says they're the church are the, are the church. Their professional clergy has led them astray. Wow. Matthew chapter 9, verse 6. But when he saw the multitudes... He was moved with compassion for them because they were weary and scattered like sheep, having no shepherd. How about that? The compassion part here is as a shepherd would react for his sheep. To care for them, to go out of his way for them, to be their care. Uh, and so I think we're seeing a pattern here. We are spiritually likened to sheep and Jesus as a shepherd. Uh, these are metaphors. When you have the word like or as, we call it a simile, but they're metaphors. They're pictures that make a statement to us uh, that Jesus is a shepherd and we are sheep. Uh, bad shepherds of Israel, lost sheep, big issues in the Old Testament. But Jehovah God loved his sheep so much, he wanted them back. And the under shepherds were not trusted. Uh, here, Jesus, Jehovah God, shows us on planet Earth, uh, that, and he shows up on planet Earth, and he doesn't have complimentary words to give to these under-shepherds of Israel at that time in his earth walk. Uh, rather, in Isaiah chapter 40, verse 11, it's prophesied, he will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs with his arm and carry them in his bosom. And gently lead those who are with young. 
Wow, notice the tenderness of this verse. The tender loving words here. Gosh, feed, gather. Notice the lambs part here. It doesn't say sheep. Those that, are, that cannot help themselves. Uh, carry in the bosom. Gently lead them. And with the young. It speaks of great uh, loving tenderness. Any parent that's had a, a, a child, you know how protective you feel and loving you feel when they're, when they're infants and toddlers and how you have to greatly protect them and, and, and be there 100% for them all the time or they're not going to make it without you. Same picture here. Uh, Jehovah Reah is an amazing topic here in the Bible where the scripture clearly shows us the story of the true shepherd. Uh, let's look at um, Jesus' words. Let's go to John chapter 10. We're going to spend a little time here. Uh, this is a good selection of scripture to read in John's gospel often. It gives us a, a picture that we need to cling to a lot. Uh, let's go in verse 7 here uh, through 11. Then Jesus said to them, Most assuredly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. Now, we won't get that unless you know what he's talking about. Shepherds would make sheep pens. And they would have a series of gates and doors to bring the sheep in and out of to protect them and that they could care for them and that they're not independent without the shepherd. Uh, so he says, I am the door of the sheep. All whoever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. And if anyone enters by me, of course, he's talking to eternal life with the father. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. In other words, all the comings and goings of life are under his care. Verse 10, real important scripture. The thief comes, not, uh, the thief does not come except to steal, to kill, to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. And in the original Greek here, the life talks about a higher quality of life. You know, if people live in the slums of life, you go, wow, they have life in the slums. But if people live in, in extremely wealthy circumstances, they have life among the wealthy. Their life among the wealthy is a higher quality of life than being in slums. Jesus comes not to give us slum life, but a higher quality of life. Verse, um, and, and life more abundantly. It is the Lord's desire we live an abundant life. That's first found in the spirit realm with him. Verse 11, I am the good shepherd and the good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. And isn't that what Jesus did for us? Verses 14 and 15, I am the good shepherd and I know my sheep and I'm known by my sheep. As the father knows me, even so, the, uh, even so I the father, I lay down my life. Or the sheep. And we go to verses 27 through 30, a good time to smile. Verse 27, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me and I give them eternal life. That's that higher quality of life in the Greek, the zoe life. And they shall never perish. Neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. That's cool. Forget this fear of losing salvation. Do you love Jesus? Do you cling to Jesus? He knows how to keep you. My father who has given them to me is greater than all. And no one is able to snatch them out of my father's hand. I and my father are one. Isn't that great? I can't even snatch myself out of the father's hand. He knows how to keep me because 
I don't get it good, too good sometimes. He knows how to make sure I get it right. He keeps me. He knows how to keep me. So we have this picture here in Scripture of pasture, sheep, and a shepherd. And um, Psalm uh, 95, verse 6, is a real good collection of this. O come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Master, for He is our God, and we are the people of His pasture, the sheep of His hand. That says volumes in terms of New Testament as well as Old Testament theology. Why such a picture? Because uh, our finite, limited minds in this physical world cannot comprehend the infinite and the eternal of the Spirit. And here we have your fill in the blank number three. Father God gives us pictures to help us in our understanding of who He is and what place of importance we have with Him. So it's important to remember that I'm important because Jesus makes me important. You've got a whole world out there that'll tell you you're not important. Maybe you've had family in the natural that says you weren't important. Maybe the people you work with say you're not important. Maybe the society says you're not important. Jesus makes me important. He gives me an importance this world does not know. That's why I'm an alien in this world. This is not home. That's why I'm a representative of him. This is not a place where I should try to find importance. I'm already important in him. And I have to start thinking like that. That's why these pictures of Jehovah uh, Reah are so important that we get the picture. I'm related to a shepherd who knows how to care for me. And if I'm important to the shepherd, I'm important. We've got to get that because my finite mind is not going to comprehend things that the infinite uh, uh, want to reveal to me. So I have to have pictures. Father God talks in pictures. We talk in English and yes, we talk in tongues. But Father God talks to us in pictures. Pictures enter our mind unpremeditated and illuminate us and give us understanding. Pictures come to us. He's a God that talks to us in pictures. And uh, here we have the picture of the shepherd, the sheep, the pasture. And the Lord wants us to always have this as a picture in our minds. Uh, now we have to remember here in the Bible, in, in these historical times, shepherding, herding sheep is a common understanding. But most of us today have no clue about this. We don't live in that kind of a culture. So these are really a foreign picture to our minds in the culture we have. Now, we can't go in any depth today due to time uh, on a Sunday morning message on this. However, on Wednesday night, uh, on the 15th of this month, uh, I will have a, a much deeper look at this. I want to bring a message on, um, it's called the sheep paradigm. And to give you a much, much deeper understanding of what we're talking about here today that we can't talk about today. So uh, I would encourage you to come to that. But in brief, um, looking at that message next, uh, a couple of Wednesdays from now that I'll be doing, what we're seeing here also is something in the natural that we have to remember. Sheep are not the smartest of animals. Actually, they're dummies. Uh, <laughs> they're dummies. And uh, they are timid. They are feeble and helpless without a shepherd to lead them to protect them and care for them. How about that? This is us. That's why Father God chose a picture like this. This is us. We are the ones that are timid in the presence of the evil one in this world. We are the feeble ones without Christ. 
We are the ones that are helpless. We think we're so smart to, to uh, you know, make our own path, but it ends at the grave. What was the purpose of, of it all? No, we are the feeble ones without a shepherd to lead us. We don't make it. <clears throat> we need him to protect us. We need him to care for us. And into eternity, that's the biggest picture. A true pasture beyond our comprehension that we want to be in. This is us. And number four here on your fill in the blank, God chose this picture of us without Christ. And in Christ, it's a picture of our deepest need of a shepherd is realized. So without Christ, we can't make it. Like sheep, they'll be totally destroyed without a shepherd to care for them. But in Christ, they're deeply cared for and loved. In Christ, I'm deeply cared for and loved. I needed this. Could not have provided this for myself because of spiritual death due to Adam's sin. But in Christ, when that sin is removed, I now have a shepherd to care for me. Jesus, my Lord and Savior, is Jesus, my Lord and Shepherd. He cares for me in this life and for eternity. That's something I need to think about frequently. It'll drive me to prayer. That is something I need to be thankful for constantly. That is something I need to always have in my mind. I don't govern my days. My Savior does it for me. And if I will only listen to him and follow his leading, Holy Spirit will lead me into these green pastures of life. Without him, there'll be total frustration. So when I find frustration in my life, I have to ask if I wandered away from the shepherd and need to get back to the green pastures I'm supposed to be in, which are at peace and solitude. So this is a picture showing in life that people are easily frightened by circumstances of life, that we're helpless without Jesus against the evil in this world. Without Jesus, our great shepherd, we can't survive. So it's a spiritual picture showing us our absolute poverty in spirit without Christ. It's a picture showing us our deepest need and desperate need of a real spiritual shepherd who offers us tenderness, hope, and the promise of comfort and contentment. These are the things that should fill my mind when I think of Jesus, my shepherd, when I read these scriptures. Jesus, our great shepherd, is a picture of care and provision. If we cling to him and not to our own personal self-governing apart from him. Most people in life want to self-govern and you can't. Rather, we respond to his government in our lives. The more we want to self-govern apart from him, the more frustration we'll experience in life. The more we yield to his governing, we'll live a much more content and blessed life. So that's the real key here that we need to cling to him. So Jesus, the shepherd, came into the world as the Lamb of God to know our human condition. Now you'll see on the Wednesday night in the near future that I'm going to do, we'll go in much more depth on this, that sheep have to even be led to water to survive. They won't even find it on their own. How about that? The shepherd knows how to make a way for them to do this. Uh, so the shepherd picture here, especially the water concept here, we need water to survive. We need our shepherd to survive. And the shepherd picture is an eternal picture. As a closing scripture here in uh, Revelation chapter 7, verse 17. For the lamb who is in the midst of the throne will shepherd them. Wow, here we are into eternity and we're talking already about the shepherd stuff still. Will shepherd them and lead them to living fountains of water. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Sheep are babies. They cry a lot. Yeah, they whine a lot. 
And uh, the Lord knows how to wipe all those tears away. And didn't Jesus show us this in the gospel, that he offers us living waters who would come to him and drink? Very cool. Uh, today, for us in church on, on a Sunday is uh, the first Sunday of the month. It is a communion Sunday. We'll not be doing that online here uh, as you're watching, but I would encourage you either next time you go to communion or have your personal communion at home with the Lord, which you can do as a believer. Uh, as we go into communion, always remember Psalm 23, verse 1. Notice it says, my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. And the point here is, this is how very personal this is supposed to be. He's my shepherd. Yeah, he's your shepherd, uh, but he's my shepherd. And the shepherd is also my personal Passover lamb. So as we enter that communion time, let's remember, Jesus, my shepherd, cares for me. I'm in covenant with him. That's what communion, receiving communion is about, remembering the covenant. I'm in covenant with him. He is my Passover lamb. And that speaks of, if he knows how to get me saved, he knows how to keep me. And he knows how to pastor me in the days ahead. My job is to listen and not think I'm smarter than him or not think I can do it myself without him. In other words, I follow the principles in the word of God as I read them and I walk them out in my life to the best of my ability. Holy Spirit gives us light. He shows us how to walk with him and he shows us how to listen to the shepherd. That should be always our goal. If we wander away from that, it's going to be a hard life. That shouldn't be for a believer. Most people make their own trouble. There's an old statistic that says 80% of all turmoil is internal. In other words, we create our own turmoil. Very little is outside of us pressing in. How we respond to it instead of running to our shepherd, instead of trying to take care of everything ourselves. So it's important that um, this isn't just a Sunday morning message to listen to, but uh, something to realize, to walk away with, I have a shepherd and I need to listen to my shepherd and I need to let him guide me and lead me, that I would have an abundant life. Again, Jesus desires that we have abundant life. I don't want half life. I want abundant life. What does that mean? Lord, reveal it to me. I want an abundant life that's only found with my shepherd. This should lead us to prayer. This should lead us to want to have time and fellowship with him in his word and with him in his presence. Jesus is my shepherd. Thank you for spending time today with this. I'm happy. I'm, I, have, I have joy. I hope you have it too.